And welcome, welcome, welcome back to the 40-Yard Line Podcast. Once again, guys, I am your host, JC Campos. And on the way far and left-hand side today, hey. I, of course, have the <laughs> lovely Evan Richard Veith. Nice to meet you. Now, we do have a non-Richard in the crowd here today. <laughs> uh, joining us right here smack dab in the middle is Miss Carson Van Dyke. Hello, guys. Carson, so how are you doing today? I'm a little tired, but I'm really excited to be here. Really excited to be on the 40-Yard line, or, or line. I'm Really great. It's awesome. All right. Good start. <laughs> yeah. I know. So guys, to give you a brief background on Carson and then feel free to tell us a little bit about yourself. Carson is actually going to be the host of our newest show, which will be coming out sometime within the next month. We're in the process of producing the show right now, where she'll be taking us inside the world of Texas men's athletics from football to basketball to baseball. She's going to be talking to a lot of cool people and have a lot of cool content coming out. I think I, I think I hit it, right? Yeah. Just, you want to um, tell us about your year, who you are at UT? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a fourth-year um, undergraduate student. I'm studying communications and sports media, hopefully with a focus going into um, broadcasting, reporting, something along those lines, kind of where the um, podcast idea sprung from, giving um, athletes, both women and men, JC, not just men. Okay, okay. <laughs> giving both um, collegiate athletes a platform to tell their story, give their unique perspective on what it's like to be a collegiate athlete um, on and off the field court. See a little bit about that. I'm very excited, though. It's I'm very great. excited here, too. Uh, yeah, Carson is a very involved member, a very valued member of 512 Media, and we are very excited to have her on, and we are very excited to kind of be uh, the first central guest that she talks to. Uh, the 40-yard line, guys, is actually pretty cool. We will now be with new shows and new creators. We will kind of be that first filtration. So they'll be starting at the 40, give you guys that brief introduction, plus it boosts our numbers a little bit, <laughs> and then we'll be taking off from there. <laughs> we need it, yeah. <laughs> but I think I know where you want to start today, Evan. Oh, yeah. Let's baby. start with the news out of College Station. <laughs> Down goes Jimbo! Down goes Jimbo! Yeah, uh, Jumbo Fisher over there. Jumbo. Uh, after a 40-point win against, I think it was Mississippi State, uh, fired. They're going to have to pay him $76 million with that buyout. Almost four times as much as the last bu- biggest buyout with Gus Malzahn. Uh, he is out of AM, and uh, that team has given up on the year. There's going to be a lot of transfer portal stuff, but I'm very interested what you guys think this means for their program, anyone you think is coming in, and is Texas going to benefit from this? First off, I would like to say I, I'm, a little, I'm a little irritated. Because I really wanted Sark versus Jimbo. Yeah, I did too. I'm a little irritated, but it also meant it didn't matter how he was going to win. It meant he was getting fired this week. Um, <laughs> yeah. They understood it. I think the funniest thing is I highly recommend everybody watches it. Go to Barstool uh, TikTok. Watch Jack Mack. At halftime of this game, A&M unveil. You know how we have like the Texas One Foundation, right? All of our NIL. So their foundation, I forgot what it's called. They raised $150 million this year. So just half of that. Is just going to Jimbo. That's so funny. And they were like, they this at halftime to honor the football program, immediately fire him the next day. Um, I think it's going to impact the transfer portal more than people think. And I I expect some big names to come out of Texas A&M as the season begins to wrap up. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Evan Stewart in another uniform yeah. next season. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be a lot of big movements coming out. And the thing is, because you're not getting rid of just Jimbo. You're going to have to get rid of like his entire his entire coaches. You're going to have to do a culture reset. You've got the money, but you have definitely stunted your program for at least two years. Firing him was definitely the right choice. Oh yeah. But you're now going to have to hit reset, and if you don't do it right, you'll just have this sustained decade of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. So it's for Texas A&M. It's are we buying in with a brand new head coach and a brand new system? Are we finding someone that's going to fit Jimbo's system? And I think uh, 
I think it might be time to hit reset because even if A&M hits reset, hits reset, that's still a bowl eligible team every year. Definitely. And uh, that really, really good recruiting class, the best ever from two years ago, is completely torn apart now. A lot of guys are already out of that class. A lot more are going to leave, including, like you said, Evan Stewart, I think. But the positive for them is that pretty much every coach in the country that is not already working at a big-name program will want to go to Texas A&M. Urban Meyer. (laughs) That's a good point. As much as College Station is a bit of a dump, uh, there's very few schools that are going to give you the money, give you the finances, give you the freedom after what just happened with Jimbo to get yourself a championship team. A coach could come in there and instantly become a 10-win coach just by the talent. They're a top-five talented team in the nation. So you're just going to think that any coach who's not – Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Texas, that kind of level will be trying to get to A&M if they can. Absolutely. Carson? I think A&M's going to find themselves in a gray area for a little bit until they figure this out. I can't really predict the rest of their season. But going on to the Evan Stewart, I would love to see him in a new uniform. Mm -hmm. I honestly, when he saw – because we're from the same town in Frisco, and when I found out that he was going to A&M, I was kind of shocked in the first place. I really wanted to see him in burnt orange. I think we were all shocked that he ended up here. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I it, I think this is going to be changing the guard because, I mean, last year, based off their perfor- poor performance, that's the only reason we landed Anthony Hill. I think if a had won nine or ten yep. games, we would not have Anthony Hill. And I think Texas is going to stand to benefit from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the transfer portal is going to begin to open now. We're only got two weeks left of college football, guys, before all these bowl games get going, all these conference championships going. There's going to be drop-off for A&M. Their mm-hmm. program's going to take a hit. Uh, the first like 10 people that reacted to this, nine of them were like, I'm still committed to AM, but I am now opening up my process to talk to other people. Yeah. And that's, that's how it's going to be. Someone gets a better offer. They'll go. But I mean, it's, they've had about five, six straight top 10 classes. So there's plenty of people still to remain, but definitely it, it's but, uh it's, it's a weird spot for that, for the SEC, especially right now. I think it's time that Texas might get some official visits from some of these guys. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know where I'm hoping it starts is going to be what we're going to have to talk about next is we're going to need someone to be filling up that role of Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy. Mm-hmm. And I am I think it could be one of these guys on A&M's roster right yeah. now. They got, so. they got all those guys in the middle. I remember right when we beat Alabama, there was talk about why Alabama's, the Clemson's are struggling. It's because A&M took all their great players and made them into bad players with the recruiting. <laughs> yeah. Just so hopefully uh, with you know the help of that defense, Pete Kukowski, they can get some of those guys and turn them back into the star players they were coming out of high school. And, yeah, I mean, I completely agree, which takes us to our last point as we begin to jump off. That, of course, will mark a end to the Jimbo Fisher era at A&M, <laughs> where they uh, had an outstanding record of zero conference titles, <laughs> zero national championships, and I think one double-digit win season. Yep. And 83, or sorry, 83 and 23 before he got to A&M at Florida State, 45 and 25 since. Nine of those wins came during the COVID season. Yep. Yeah. He's a fraud, and uh, I would like to shout out Jameis Winston for wasting A&M's yep. money. Uh, big shout out to my boy Jameis, forever my favorite player because of what he did to their program. And he's thrown interceptions for the Saints. So. Yeah, I mean, it never gets old. Yeah, I love mediocrity, and I hate my team. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, Wemby's still awesome, but the Spurs blow, uh, which takes us to uh, Texas versus TCU. Yeah, it does. Um, I think before we do open and talk about the game i think we do have to give some shout out love and prayers up to jonathan brooks uh for those of you do not know jonathan brooks um it was a fine tackle it was a standard tackle brooks kind of just got bent up the wrong way and jonathan brooks did tear his acl he will miss the remainder of the season and he was 
that day he was released on two NFL insiders as the number one running back in the class. That, of course, is no longer going to be the case. Kind of similar to what happened to Blake Corum last year for Michigan, too. Yeah, a little bit. Um, makes you wonder if it's time if Jonathan Brooks comes back to Texas next season. Regardless, that doesn't matter. What matters is, of course, thanking him for what he did. One year as a starter as Texas, completely blew out everyone's expectations, 100%. surpassed Cedric Baxter in terms of touches, in terms of what he did, and became a huge focal point of our offense. All you can do is throw up some prayers and love to Jonathan Brooks and hope his recovery goes really smoothly. Definitely. Couldn't have said it better, DC. Well, Texas, TCU. Interesting experience for me. A lot of walking I had to do. The pizza was awful, but the other food of the press box was good. But that's not what you guys care about. Um, I care. Texas, 26-6 in the th- at the end of the third quarter. Had been up the whole game, and the game ends with scathing by 29-26, if not for some heroics by A.D. Mitchell. Probably lose that game. Probably yeah. should have lost that game. Carson, what did you think about that performance? Well, I watched the first half of the game, and I can tell you that my head was in my hands majority of the first half. I was stressing out. Um, honestly, I did not expect TCU to bring the energy and the heat that they did to the game. And it's honestly making me a little bit nervous going into next week's game, seeing Iowa State's um, performance knocking a BYU 45-13. Um, QB Beck went 15 for 23, two, 203 yards and two, D, two TDs with his top receiver being Jalen Knoll um, with five receptions for 48 yards, both TDs. Um, offense offensively not the best but they do have one of the best defenses and I don't th- I think that Quinn and um, Worthy are going to ha- need to find that chemistry connectivity in order for us to bring that best offense to the Iowa game definitely yeah I mean I completely agree I think uh, I, I'm I'm getting really sick of this yeah I'm getting really sick of this crap where I'm sitting there you guys know all of our friends where I'm sitting there with you know Zoe Sophie Robert Juan Ben <laughs> And we're all like, yeah, this is good. I was like, just wait. Just wait. And like, what are you talking about? We're good. I'm like, just, it's going to happen. And uh, it happened just as it did the week before, just as it has been every single time C. Sarkeesian has been here. Just what we said, what couldn't happen on Saturday is exactly what happened on Saturday. They became the same old Texas team where they go conservative. They don't believe in all gas, no breaks. And we almost blow it. I will say the one thing that is kind of encouraging is that if this is last year's Texas team, I think we're already at four losses on the season. Yeah. I, I do think that this team is still a very strong team, but I'm going to take what Evan said in our text message, and I'm going to fully write it. I'm going to believe in it. This is a team that could win a New Year's Six, but this is not a team that's going to win a national championship. Yeah. I 100% is, agree with that. This is a top 10 program. It's not a top four. Yeah, I'm fine with saying that. I think there's still a chance to get there. Uh, at least to the playoff, and we'll talk about that a lot later. But it's uh, it's four of the last five games have been win- – or, well, they lost that game against Oklahoma. Four of those last five have been within one score, and three of them came in kind of late collapses, Kansas State, Houston, TCU. Mm-hmm. BYU was the last game they had breathing room in. Before that, it was Kansas all the way before Oklahoma, before that bye week. So Jeez. it's just been a lot of too close, too uncomfortable for Texas. And you're right, there's no all gas, no breaks. It's mm-hmm. They turn to the run a lot when they're up, which is completely fine. That's what the average team does. But well, you should do, yeah. It's too much to the run. They're at their best when it's nearly 50-50. That's always how it's been with this team throughout the year. And you see it, first half stats. I think there's maybe one more pass than there was run. Second half, complete run. And once Brooks is out, you're going to have to start getting a little more aggressive, and that's not what they did. 
and you saw it in their drives. A lot of three and outs. Kansas can't or not Kansas State TCU came back and scored on all three fourth yep. quarter drives right. and almost won that game. They probably would have scored on the last one if they'd gotten the chance. I think they started the second half over five. It was either over five or over four and third downs for Texas. Yeah, that third um, down was awful for Texas. Again. It, yeah, I mean, you wrote it right here. It comes down to if AD Mitchell doesn't make this crazy catch where he has to readjust, Texas is not winning this game. Yep. That's really what it comes down to. It was like a, like a 25, 30 yard throw. Um, yeah, I think it was about 35 or something like that. About 35. It sealed the game. It did seal the game. It won Texas the game. But there was still a little bit of confusion at the end. But, I mean, God, it's just it's getting ridiculous. For Texas, the offensive line play has improved greatly from Oklahoma. Yeah, I thought the offensive line was great. Last two weeks, uh, or excuse me, especially this week, zero sacks, zero pressures allowed. Number one ranked offensive line for PFF this week. Over the last two weeks, I think they've been the number one offensive line in the country. They've improved. They've stepped up. They're the reason that our running backs are having the success they are. But it's the same thing as always. Texas letting its head get reared in by ugly penalties. Yep. And you're getting out-possessed in the second half. And you're having a lot of miscues on third down. Third down, once again, 4 of 13. Can't happen. You can't be completing 30% and still expect to win these games. Yeah, and I, I want to know, Carson, are you still a believer in the Savion Red Wildcat? <laughs> this has become a, Crazy. <laughs> become a thing early in the season that works, but that first drive, fourth down, stuffed on the fourth and one, which he probably should have got. Not the best push from up front, but what is your opinion? Honestly, I, I want to be a believer, but I truly don't know if I can right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The problem is that, in my opinion, is that we don't have these other plays that are working on fourth down. And so red is kind of the safety blanket. But right now, there's only one play in that book that they've been really running. Right. Maybe the, the reverse that they did a few times. But most people know when red comes in, they're letting him take the power play. Everyone it's, knows. It's to the left. It's, it's two banks. It's that power run. And at some point, you're seeing five guys on that side, four guys on this side, two linebackers. It's probably going to the left in that point. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not as much of a believer anymore, even though I want it to work with Savion Red. It worked in Houston, but it hasn't really worked since. I will say defensively is where Texas, apart from that fourth quarter, especially the front seven, was elite. I mean, yeah. the run defense was really, really good for most of the game. And six tackles for locks, three, three sacks, forced three turnovers. Brooks had the interception. They had the forced fumble, which wasn't really the defense's forced fumble, but Jay Witts. And they had a different one. So... They really looked good for most of the game, but that fourth quarter passing defense, again, like it was in Houston, fell very short is what we hoped. Which, I mean, also, if you want to talk about just how bad it was, TCU scored uh, touchdowns on drives of 74 and 75 yards, and then that last one was just a quick little 36-yard because of that penalty Texas had. Mm-hmm. What was it, like unsportsmanlike conduct or yeah, something like that? Yeah, on red, pushed the guy out of bounds. Yeah, unsportsmanlike conduct kind of gave them great field position, and they just took advantage from there. But Texas, once again, gave up 21 points in 5 minutes and 38 seconds. That cannot which be happening. Which BYU gave up about 20 points in 4 minutes and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. It's ugly, and it's kind of gross that it's happening the way it's happening and it's it's all around frustrating and it's really coming down to you know i get it quinn's like kind of he's still a little bit rusty but this is still your qb1 this is still the number one ranked high school prospect of all time he's still an outstanding player you can't be running the ball to your freshman running back on third and four yeah that can't be the case i'm with you there um, for fourth down, I think a play that we haven't gotten into that worked early on in the season, it happened our first drive against Rice. Uh, Quinn fell, so we didn't complete it. The one where we like faked the run, 
and Sanders just goes in the flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it everyone kind of buys in. It worked against Bama in well, the first quarter against Bama. They used it on third down this game, and Sanders got five yards on the third and two. I think it was, and it's working. And it's uh, yeah, I think we got to kind of get a we got to get away from the Savion Red. Or if you're gonna let him throw it, let him throw it. I do wonder if we're gonna see Byron Murphy on offense ever again. Because that was really fun when it happened, but I I don't know if they plan on plan on using it, especially when it didn't. It's work not in consistent Oklahoma. enough. Yeah, I think they used it three times, only worked on one of them. But yeah. um, I'll give props to the TCU quarterback in that fourth quarter. I mean, Hoover was slinging it. He yeah, was great. He was. Like I said though, that the secondary is something in the fourth quarter snaps with them, and they just lose all the uh, number energy, three cooked us. Hope. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, what was his name? Savion Williams, the better Savion apparently. Yeah. Um, was destroying Jared Wiley that punk. Uh, oh my god dude yeah he, he, Jesus. Had a, he had a fairly good game but yeah it, it's another one of those games where texas was the better team for two and a half quarters but that last one and a half tc was so much better so it looked like the better team offensively it's totally like they should have won yeah i uh I, i'm definitely a little concerned for iowa state i do think that iowa state is a better team than tcu which makes you think you know we're only beating tc by three we're going to iowa state again night game it's a it's a trap area i mean do you do you guys think this is a game that Texas will drop? Are you more confident than winning? You know, I think since I was on a three-game three, uh, three game winning streak on the road, they're going to be very confident going into this mm-hmm. next game. Mm. And I think if they can pull their shit together offensively, they may have a good chance of beating us. Yep. It yep. just depends on um, how we play, if our defense is able to go in as strong as they were this week, and if – we were able to figure out how to play without Jonathan Brooks and if CJ Baxter can really bring it bring it to the plate. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's about uh it's about as bad of a matchup as you can ask for the Longhorns. Mm-hmm. Um just like Texas, they have a top uh top twenty, a top twenty five third down defense in the entire nation. I think Texas, I wanna say Texas is like eight or no, actually I think Texas Texas is two. Iowa State is not very far down the list at twenty one. Uh, they are only allowing 31% of the time. Uh, Texas is at 27. That's not a good matchup for us. That's not good if because if Texas, the only way they score on these first plays in this first half is when they are converting these short third and threes, these third and fours. Uh, Texas is not a team that's going to go for 12, 12 yards every single drive. And it's becoming this unique position where on Saturday, we're going to say something we haven't said all season, except for Alabama, and honestly, for a little bit of Oklahoma. You and I haven't said this in months, Evan and Carson. I'm going to say it now, too, is uh, the ball, the way that we're going to win is in the hands of our quarterback. Our running backs aren't going to win us this game anymore. It's in the hands of our running backs, and they've got a great rush defense. They've got a decent offense, a better Iowa State defense, or Iowa State offense they've had in the past, and it's really going to come down to, I, I mean, I'm with you, Evan. It's uh, It feels like a trap game, and when Vegas sets the line at eight, that's not good. <laughs> when it opens is almost a touchdown, that's not good. And I expect that line to shift down to five points by Friday. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you open at eight, that's not a good sign for the away <laughs> team. So I'm a little concerned. Yeah. I'm actually a lot of concerned. Well, I think what you were saying about the third and threes is that with Brooks and kind of our quick passing game, especially this last game when yours was coming back, Murphy, is that they would find themselves a lot of third and short because – They'd get successful plays those first two downs. Six-yard run, successful play. But if you don't convert that next pass, you're going to have to figure out what to do on third down. And both these teams are going to struggle on third down, like how it was against Kansas State, where both teams sucked at it. But I'm assuming they're going to do a little bit more of first first and second down, two pass plays. Just 
airing the ball out. This is a really elite pass defense. They are one of the best in the country, the best in the Big 12. So you're going to have to look out for that. But they do have the kind of big play vulnerability where you might not convert as many passing attempts as you did against TCU, but you also might have more yardage than you did against TCU if you can find those right plays, if Worthy and yours are going to connect, like they did on their second throw, not that first throw where they yeah. got intercepted. But I, I am hoping for some big plays. This is where Ewers is going to be told, hey, man, you're 100%. You do you. you. You throw those long balls. You find a way to get in the hands of Mitchell, of Worthy, hopefully a little bit of Sanders down the middle as well. Yeah. Carson? I agree with everything you just said, absolutely. I'm, um, I'm really excited to see Beck play because I think that Beck and yours are almost very similar um, st- 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 statistically. There wow, words. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Statistically, <laughs> they're very, very close. Um, not that far in yards, not that different, or not that much higher for yours in touchdowns. I'm excited to see what he can bring to the f- field. Definitely. And uh, I'm interested because of their offense is very similar to where they've only got two guys. Uh, our offense has many guys, but for some reason, Malik only threw to AD, and Quinn only throws to Worthy in AD twice a game. That's right. really what our offense feels like <laughs> right. this year. Um, but they've got their two leading receivers, and Jalen Noel and Jaden Higgins have uh, combined for 80 catches and over 1,000 yards, as well as eight touchdowns of their 15 passing touchdowns, or 15 receiving touchdowns. But Higgins especially, these are big shot guys. So it's guys that they're going to take their opportunities just like us. They're going to wait. Just like we do with A.D. Mitchell, Higgins is going to be a guy that, you know, he's going to have three, four catches, but it could potentially be for 120 yards if our safeties and corners don't get it locked down. Uh, with Noel, I expect to see a big game from him. Uh, he's kind of more of a Xavier Worthy, where he's just the quarterback's favorite target, so he's just going to take receptions as much as he can. Those are really our only two concerns. They are a running back by committee. But I still believe in this Texas rush defense. So with that, I'm not even really gonna acknowledge that. I think I think the Texas rushing defense will probably give up 100 yards, 120 yards total. But it's not gonna come with big chunk plays. I don't even think we're seeing 120 yards. I think they're gonna run the ball 10 times max. This really? Is, this is the worst running team in the Big 12. This is the best running defense in the nation. I I think they're gonna throw the ball and they're gonna find ways to pick apart this secondary and hope that they tire out like they did in the fourth quarter. But yeah. I I I think that the Texas defense is gonna be fine this game. I assume that this is a low-scoring game and that Ewers is going to have to win that game for Texas. Like we'd say, Murphy wouldn't need to win the game. You said it earlier, it's going to be Ewers that wins this game for them. It's going to be T- Terrence Brooks, Ryan Watts, the safeties who have been so banged up this year. Uh, Michael Taff, your boy. Uh, sure. Hopefully, <laughs> sure. Hopefully get into picking this game. But uh, it, I, it's going to be a cold game too, which is the yeah. first time they're really going to have to do that. From the forecast I looked, it's between like 40 and 50 for what we're going to expect, that's, which is... That's not bad. Yeah, that's but Xavier not. Worthy in the press conference today, they're like, how do you feel about uh, like, like playing in the cold? He's like, I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't like <laughs> it. Like, that's fair. You're like, he's from California, so... Don't, yeah. don't, let him, don't let Kansas City draft him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, don't, don't let KC no. draft him. <laughs> obviously, it's fair that this is kind of uncharted territory. They're going the most north they'll have to go all season, and it's in the coldest time of the year for, for Texas. So uh, I'm a little concerned about how the passing game is going to go. Worthy might have a few drops, which we might have to expect. It's also the first time we've left Texas since September. Yeah, exactly. It's been yeah. a long time since the team has been on a true road game. Mm-hmm. Texas fans do travel well, but who the hell lives in Iowa? No so, one. So, I mean, it's going to be, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for Texas, this is going to be your first true road game. And uh, I think uh, whoever said on Twitter best was like, um, 
these last three games were the last three of the evil like stepsisters of this TCU <laughs> Iowa State Tech hybrid. These last three because these are the three programs that hate us the most. Absolutely. Out of anybody in the Big Twelve, with the exception of Oklahoma, it is these three. And um, if they win, they can realistically knock Texas out of the Big Twelve Conference Championship. And I know that's exactly what that team's thinking this week. That's that's their whole goal. I think it's outside of just the team. I think their fan base is going to be crazy. I think yeah. everybody there is eyes on us. They, I think Iowa State's been looking forward to this game, looking forward to beating us just because of the name we've built ourselves. Going to the SEC next season, we are the team to beat. And I think Iowa State does have that mindset going into the game. Um, we saw last year, it wasn't a big point difference. We saw last week, not a big point difference. They're coming in with the knowledge that we haven't doing our absolute best. So, yeah. well, you know. Well, they also are coming with a chip on their shoulder because of the two lost teams in the Big 12, they have by far the hardest schedule. It's Absolutely. playing against Texas, which no team is playing against Texas. Apart from that, it's still in the race. And they got to go and play Kansas State the next week. Is probably third best team in the Big 12 right now if you're counting Oklahoma's number two. Yeah. So, they really have a lot to work for, and they are going to be – they're going to be in the – that's a, definitely a team that's bought into a system where they just kind of – Matt Campbell's their their savior. And uh, <laughs> even though it's not an offensive mind, it's a defense that is going to be hungry. They're going to – they think they're bigger and stronger than Texas. We'll see if they are, but they are going to be trying to get to Quinn, and they're going to try to win up front because yeah. without Brooks, which I think we can talk about for a little bit, it's going to be a lot of C.J. Baxter who is – Finally, 100% healthy. That's what Sark said. It's yep. you, don't, you don't want to say it's good that Brooks got injured. It's not good, but it, there couldn't be a better time for Texas. Brooks is – or Baxter's at his healthiest, playing well. Jaden Blue is very explosive. He's going to get a lot of touches. I'm a little excited for that. Not because Brooks is out, but if there's a time for Blue to play, it's right now, yeah. and I'm glad he can. You're excited for the opportunity. Yeah, the opportunity. And then Keelan, Savion, also going to be there playing. I, I'm definitely interested to see who emerges as more of an X factor, the efficient guy on Saturday. Definitely. Um – I think this is a CB4 game. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to get his touches. They 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 are really strong against the run, like I said. But I, this offensive line, all they got to do is keep playing the way they've been playing. Mm-hmm. And once again, the O-line can control this game. The O-line can dictate this game. Texas just needs to manage its time of possession better in the second half. And they need to do what they haven't been doing. Um, they need to come out throwing the ball on first down. Mm-hmm. You need to throw the ball on first down. It is, if you incomplete it, throw it again. I it, do, it doesn't matter. You got to throw it again. Uh, I, I need Quinn to throw 40 passes in this game. I do. So that's asking a lot. I mean, it he is. needs to help his red zone percentages too. Yeah. And Statistically, he's not where he should be. He's not. And, you know, he like, yes, he has missed time. But this is a guy who knows our system. And this is a guy that knows what it takes to win. And this is a superior quarterback. If you are a superior, superior quarterback, prove it. Show us. Yep. Show step us. Up, step yeah. up to your name. Step up, step up to the title we've given you step here up at to Texas. The, step up to the 1.00 collegiate ranking coming out <laughs> of high school. Uh, I think we can go into what it's going to take to win. Yeah, what, yeah. yeah, what it's going to take. All right, so Evan, let's go ahead and do um, what's one thing Texas needs to do to win? Uh, offensive and defensive MVP and score prediction. I think Texas really needs to win the field possession in this game. Like I said, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Those games are coming down to two drives if you're – only winning by seven and there's only five total scoring plays, then you're going to have to win on one more drive than the other team. Yeah. And that comes a lot with who's getting the ball in a better spot. That comes from turnovers. Texas needs to force Beck to throw, throw it into the hands of our players. It's also going to come from the pass rush as well, getting fumbles out. And then Sanborn, who had a rare off game. Texas yeah. is going to have to yeah. punt a lot. It's going to have to punt more than you're probably used to. <laughs> doesn't mean they're bad this game. It just means they're playing good defense. It's going to come a lot to if we're at the 25 – 
We three and out. Can he get it to their 25 as well and start it as if it's just a kickoff? I really think that's what's going to take for the team to win is to win those battles, have less turnovers, have less penalties, not have what Savion Red did last <laughs> game. Offensive MVP, uh, I think it's going to be Xavier Worthy. I do think he's going to have uh, an, an explosion. Like you said, if Quinn's going to throw the ball 40 times, probably means he's getting the targets 15 of them. <laughs> Absolutely, so, it does. Uh, he, he's going to see the ball a lot, and I think he's going to have most total yardage, most touchdowns. And on the defense, it's going to have to come down to the secondary, in my opinion. So I will say, I think I'm going to say Terrence Brooks. I think I said Watts last week, and that did not great. Yeah. So let's go with Terrence Brooks. Hopefully that's better. <laughs> Thank God Brooks has been playing less reps, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> Carson? Oh, also score prediction before you go. Oh, score prediction. Yeah. Um, 20 to 13, Texas. Okay. 2013. Ooh, mine was a little bit higher. I was, gonna, right. I was going 27-21, like 27-20 around there. 20 all right, what's he going to take to win? Offensive, defense, MVP. Ooh, I'm going to go with him on Xavier Worthy. I think that if we see him catching the ball, not slipping up in those first, second downs, then we'll be good. Um, defensively, ooh, that's a good question. You know, I'm going to have to wait to see this one. I'm kind of all over the place. I can't really okay. choose right now. Who do you think? Okay, I think uh, what's it going to take to win, it's going to be minimizing the chunk plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, minimizing the the um, the crowd the crowd getting explosive the explosives yeah I uh, I called it I um, TCU whenever they were throwing a deep I said they will convert a minimum of three of these and we have to get that in our head that they're going to give up three of them but it's going to be how do we respond to them it ended up being about five it was about five plays of twenty plus yards um, which is a little bit too much for my liking mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't love that but it is going to take negating these explosive plays to an extent you know it's um let's take it down you know it's okay to have a pi call it's only 15 yards in college it's not a spot foul like it is in the nfl but also take that away and you need to have at least one turnover in the first half Mm -hmm. you need something that's going to kind of take them away so for me the what it's going to take is to win this game it comes down to minimizing these explosive plays now on the texas side of the ball in order to win this game it's going to be taking advantage of these explosive plays it's going to be you have a fully healthy jatavian sanders at this point feels like he's getting back to who he is as a receiver Mm -hmm. you got a worthy who's ready to go you've got the biggest transfer addition texas ever had with the exception of quinn ewers and ad mitchell use these three guys lean on these three guys it's going to be an ad mitchell xavier worthy game once again and we all know that so each one of them needs to be getting these huge plays of 15, 20 yards. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's going to take. On the defensive side of the ball, for my defensive MVP, I am going to go ahead and say that I think it's going to be Muhammad. Yeah. 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 Manny's, Manny's been getting a lot of reps lately, and he's, his coverage is really starting to improve throughout yeah, the season. I think, I think Muhammad's going to be used a lot more than people expect. I, I expect to see him used quite a bit, and I think it's going to be – playing man-to-man. I think Texas is rather than going zone, there's going to be times where they're going man-to-man and they're going to send the house. Got to clamp up. Yep. So I, I'll take I'll take Manny. I'll take Mr. Muhammad out there. And uh, offensive MVP, I'm going to say Quinn Ewers. Um, I'm actually going to go ahead and say, different from you guys, I'm saying Texas 30, TCU 17. Or no, sorry, not TCU. Iowa State 17. Okay. 17? Okay. I, I think this is giving me a lot of a of last year's Kansas performance, where we were all so worked up over yeah, it. We were all freaking out like this is a trap game, and then Bijan comes and ends in the first half. I don't think it's going to be quite the level of that game, but I do think we are getting so worked up 
to the point where I agree with Jordan Winnington when he says we're still nine and one. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna follow a little bit of Aaron Rodgers here. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna for myself this week I'm gonna say R E L A X. I'm gonna relax. That guy's relaxed, dude. Uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> and I I I am gonna trust the process and I'm gonna trust my QB one this week. I truly think they're gonna have to bring it in the second half of the game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no I think it's what. gonna it's gonna be a second half game regardless. I I think realistically Texas needs to score minimum thirteen in the second half. It's, it's not like they haven't been able to. It's just it's gotta it's gotta not be what the last four weeks have been. Yeah, but. and it's it's gotta get fixed now. Yeah, right because now. Texas Tech will punch you in the mouth. They're, they're scared. They're, they're angry. <laughs> they, will oh embarrass. they will embarrass We can't us. even get into that game right now. Your we cannot get calls. into it. <laughs> yeah. It, it will, they will punch us in the mouth if we don't do what we need to do. Tech is not coming to play. They're coming to play. Or, wait, no. Yeah. No, 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 no they're not I, I coming think, to play. Like, they're coming to, like, kick our asses. Yeah, they are. As well as uh, Brett Yormack. Uh, <laughs> Yormack will also be there. Uh, everyone's praying on our downfall, and that's what we got to do. Uh, I think we can just go ahead and we'll do a quick little ad read and then we'll jump into our last two segments. Uh, so for I think we'll finish out with our fun segment as well as some college football. Yeah. Uh, now, as we begin to transition out, remember guys that, of course, this is brought to you by Populous. Uh, Populous Fantasy Basketball. Change the way that you play basketball today. Make your fantasy a reality. Download Populous in the App Store today. Make sure to play our new head-to-head competitions. Make sure to share it with all of your friends. Populous, free for everyone to play. It's legal in all 50 states, and it's not gambling at all, guys. It is all good and dandy. Also, remember to check out our other shows, part of the 512 Media House, of course, Off the Deep End with Erica and Kelly. Make sure to see as they go off the deep end. Uh, (laughs) Make sure to watch out for Carson and her new show, The Game Day, that will be coming out. Keep an eye out as well for some new shows that are in production. We've got a lot coming out for you guys. And, of course, this is 512 Media and the 40-yard line. But we're going to go ahead and transition. Just a quick ad break, y'all, and then we will be right back. And we are back on the uh, 40-yard line. Uh, Our... uh, um, Thanksgiving, not our Thanksgiving special. I don't know what happened there. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, we are back, and we are ready to go. And we are first going to start off. Um, we are going to address uh, the cheaters of the uh, of college football, uh, the frauds of college football. Um, you know, I love you, Mama Veith, but I'm not going to lie. I'm rooting against you guys now because uh, he does not deserve to be a Heisman candidate. So no, he's not a Heisman candidate anymore. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to throw a quick little... Oop to Mr. Veith, and he's going to talk all about Michigan and the fact that PSU is not a real team when it comes to playing Ohio State and Michigan. James Franklin, you <laughs> suck. <laughs> Listen, Michigan, they're going going to have not Happy Valley, uh, wherever it's called, State College. They go into Penn State. We got the best atmosphere. No, in the it's country. it's Happy Valley. You yeah, got it. Yeah, okay, you're with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, you get no ball. Listen, they they go. All right, this is our chance. We're going to prove that we're something. We're not number three. We're not the little brothers to Michigan Ohio State. Michigan, they're like, all right, we got a lead. What, what, what do we do? What, what are we good at? Running the ball. Mm. Penn State, mm. they're the best run defense in the country. Are we going to be able to run the ball? 32 straight runs. <laughs> they didn't throw a pass in the second half. JJ threw eight the whole game. We dominated them. It was a, it was a one-digit uh, one game. It was a two-possession, nine-point win. They could have won by 30. I'm telling you. there was the, No Jim Harbaugh. They're still dominating them. They destroyed them. It's not even close. Michigan in the driver's seat to make the playoff. Got to beat Ohio State at home. It can be Sharon Moore. It can be Jim Harbaugh. It won't be him. It could be his dad. It could be his brother. They're still going to win. They're still going to beat Ohio State. They don't need a coach. The players can do it themselves. Push forward. Blake Corum. Every single play. That's all it is. I uh, I hate to say it. First off, I'd like to say one thing. 
Paul Feynman's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> Paul Feynman today on the Paul Feynman show said uh, Michigan is America's team. Yeah, no, baby. it's not. Hello? I think, I think Harbaugh said that and then he repeated it. Well, don't get me wrong. America, of course, is full of cheating to get to the top. And I understand that. But they're not America's they're team. They're not America's not in this team. Slide. That's like calling the Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys America's, America's team. Yeah. It's not. She no. knows ball. Um, I will say, <laughs> though, if it really comes down to it, I'd rather have Evan's happiness over a Ryan Day win. Oh, so true. So <laughs> nice, nice beard, Bozo. <laughs> nice. I, so you know what? I will say it's good for the culture because then Texas can be like, we're playing the national championship and all the SEC our first year. And we could, I mean, we're playing the national championship in my head no matter what next year because we are playing Georgia and Michigan next season. So it's kind of cool. Um, That's sick. I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, I mean, in my eyes, Michigan now is the number two favorite to win the national title. Um, and it's just, uh, uh, I saw this tweet, you know, you guys know me, I'm pretty active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry for any of you that heard that little two minute incident we had last week, but, um, I saw this tweet and it said, James Franklin is the only coach that could go nine and three at Vandy and 10 and two <laughs> at, at PSU every single year, no matter what, uh, Franklin, he just, he can't get over the hump of these two superior teams. Uh, and it's not going to get easier next year for any of the Big Ten as the as the Pac-12 will be making its way over there next season. But right now for Michigan, this is the best chance you have to win a title. Yep. This you got, you've got a top running back now in the nation. You've got a game manager that knows what it takes to win, and you've got a really really good defense. Uh, yep. You've got um you've got kind of an inexperienced Ohio State offense more than they've had in the past. So I think if you are Michigan, you're kind of this is you're taking your Harbaugh chip on the shoulder and you are Michigan. officially playing for the Natty. So for me, this game proved a lot to me. And the next game we're going to have to talk about to the Georgia game, that kind of proved to me who the uh, who the real who's pretending who's not. Who's this daddy, yeah. As they say. Ew. Zaddy is what we call zaddy. it. Yeah. Who's zaddy? Uh, any, ooh, that was. That was a little. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't wrong. Uh, so, anyway. YouTube can't be on a podcast ever again. Unfortunately <laughs> not. <laughs> um, Cars, any thoughts on the Michigan game? I did not watch the Michigan game, but I do think they're in a good spot right now. And I'm very impressed. You know what? I like Michigan. Everyone's been shitting on Michigan with the scandal. But you know what? As an Ohio girl... You know me. I'm all about my Cleveland Browns. I'm all about my Ohio teams. But you know what? I'm just not fucking with Ohio State. And I'm kind of rooting for Michigan. Really? So She's Mrs. Brightside. And I missed her. Okay. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with, that. I'm cool with having a counterpart. Yeah. <laughs> I do. What you said about that atmosphere, though, I do think like the energy mi- that in the atmosphere with Michigan is very well. It is. And a, I, I it, think it is in Ann Arbor too this year, right? For the game. Arbor, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. it'll be great. Hey, we all remember having two years ago when it was in Ann Arbor. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I just want some good Thanksgiving football, man. Yeah. I just want like, I don't care. Like I just want some good competitive football for once on Thanksgiving. Um, anyways, that's regardless, but yeah, Michigan proving itself. Penn state. I'm seeing them fall to 16 or 17 tomorrow. When we see the CFP rankings come out, I would expect kind of a dramatic fall off. Yeah, they've only um, got one. They've not even beaten a good team. Yeah. Unfortunately not. Eyes, eyes are not on Penn State right now. The eyes are very bright on one team who uh, I was uh, I was pretty wrong uh, yeah. in my prediction of this game. We all, yeah. Georgia with a incredible, I, I will say, Phenomenal. an incredible performance over Ole Miss this weekend. Just completely embarrassed the Rebs. Absolutely. And, 
it, it, you know, I, well, they were up like 14 at one point. Or it was like tied 14. It was tied 14. 14 in a second. And then I turn off the channel. I come back two minutes later, 28-14. And Georgia just never once, this offense never once looked slow, lethargic, inept. This offense just was churning the entire. They have such a powerful offense. I didn't realize how good it was. Well, yeah. you, you got to give it to two different people on that Georgia team. One, Brock Bowers doesn't care what you think. He wants to play football. And he came back. He didn't yep. have that big of an impact, but he had a touchdown. And that guy shouldn't be playing realistically, but Kirby let him, so he's out there. And Only 26 days removed from his surgery. Exactly. Yeah. To Carson back, I do feel bad for the guy because he just gets no love. Everyone <laughs> thought he was going to be awful. And it's kind of like how we learned our lesson with Stetson Bennett. No one thought he was going to be good. He won two natties. Beck had a great game, and honestly, in a year where there's not really a Heisman frontrunner, which we might talk about in a second, he might sneak into it just from Georgia being a good team. We'll see what happens, especially when they play Alabama, which is now locked in. I mean, Stetson snuck game. in last year, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, like you guys said, great team win for Georgia, and that defense was going crazy. Spencer Sanders got in the game for Ole Miss, which is cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they completely dominated that. It's rough. Uh, McConkie again, another one to note. I mean, this, this Georgia team is just... God, they're doing it right, man, yep. and they're never struggling, and it's getting done on the offense as well, but it's they're spreading the ball, and it's absolutely insane to watch, but I want to know if you guys, in your head right now, who's the number one team in the nation, because I am officially going to say Georgia's my number one team in the nation. You know what I hate to say, but I think Georgia, Bam, are fighting for that number one spot. Yeah, I'm cool with Georgia. I'm cool with Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Um, which takes us into our next team to talk about. Keep it in the SEC. Keep it in the SEC. Are we going talking, to the third one? We're talking Jaden Daniels. I think it's time to talk some Heisman. Yeah. Because uh, Michael Penix probably is not the front runner anymore. No. I mean, I think it's I think Daniels and Bo Nix are the two that I saw were at the highest for uh, for the odds. And Daniels had an absurd performance, over 500 combined yards, 230 on the ground, five total touchdowns. Florida, you know, you give up 35 points to Florida, you're probably thinking you're going to lose. But no, they got Jaden Daniels, 52 points for the Tigers. He was their whole offense. It's absurd what he's Thomas doing. Thomas and Neighbors at wide receiver are such a crazy duo, and uh, he is just so entertaining to watch. I think Daniels is fundamentally locked in. Um, I really hope we don't put records into yeah, deciding this year's Heisman that. candidate. That should not be the what case. What do you think needs to go into it? Purely player performance. And, and the, when you the, ask the difference of the team mm -hmm. without that player, when you ask who's the most dominant player in college football, it's Bo Nix, it's Caleb Williams, it's Michael Penix, and it's Jaden Daniels. And uh, yeah, I think it's crazy. The problem is, I think Williams is officially out of contention just because of how bad USC's drop off mm -hmm. has been. And he's had some rough games recently. He has had some rough games. It's uh, but I mean, I think a lot of this is actually going to come down to this Pac-12 championship. Yeah, agreed. which it potentially is still Washington, Oregon. That's going to tell us a lot. But we're going to keep going. Um, overall, guys, just this weekend, everything that we needed to happen for Texas did not happen. And yeah. I think uh, the other one that we need to talk about is Washington needed to lose to Utah. That did not happen. Uh, Miami could not stick with uh, Florida State. Mm. Uh, they had a chance to win. Miami did have a chance. They were in this game till the fourth quarter. Eventually, they just gave it away. Florida State. Florida State's been killing it. I disagree. Florida State, Florida State is by far the most fraudulent team in this top eight. Florida's going to go to undefeated. They're going to be in the national championship game, and JC's still going to call them fraudulent. Florida no, State, literally. I, I, will, I can go to sleep every night knowing that this Texas team could easily beat Florida no, State. They're, they're beautiful. No, true. They have the same problems true. Texas does. I mean, not the exact same, but kind of the ideas, but they yeah. you know, had to play LSU when LSU was bad in the first week, and haven't really played anyone since. They have not. They've played, I think, Duke is their best Duke, win on their season. Duke, Clemson, 
Okay. That's like two, five, six, one teams. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything crazy about Florida State. Nothing that impresses me, which now takes us into what we can talk about for this week. Um, there's a lot to figure out. I think we'll kind of talk about it and then we'll break down what it means for Texas too. But of course, like Evan said, it is confirmed as of yesterday, Georgia and Bama locked in SEC championship. This is going to go a long way. A long way into talking about who's going to be mm-hmm. getting that seed. I think this is going to be the first year, and I think two or three years, we don't see multiple teams from one conference. Yeah, agree. I think this is one team from four conferences this year. FSU locked in for the ACC championship. Should be playing Louisville, Likely. if I'm correct. Yeah, I think Louisville still win one game and they're yeah. in. Okay, perfect. Uh, this weekend, though, I thought it was going to be bigger than it is. I'm kind of expecting a blowout now. I want to hear what y'all have to say. Georgia, going to Tennessee, going to Neyland Stadium. What are we thinking? They have some upset magic, but you're right. I don't think it's happening anymore. Mm-mm. Georgia's going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. There, there is some, ten- there's some Tennessee the magic in that stadium, but it's a weaker team. Joe Milton's not that guy, and uh, it, the Georgia team is just so much better on yeah. the levels. Yeah. And Georgia was be walking to the SEC championship um, once again, nowhere close to losing a game. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's pretty black and white. It is. Pretty black uh, and white. For Michigan, but... the picture is clear. Obviously, all you have to Michigan. do is beat. A pretty bad Turks team this weekend. <laughs> and, of course, we have the game. That's going to go a lot. OSU will also be walking into the game undefeated. Um, they play Minnesota. Yeah, same situation as last year. Michigan, OSU. I think it's different this year, though. I think whoever wins this game is the one that will be going into the college football playoff. Yeah. Um, I just see no world in which a team wins that game and, A, the loser makes it, and, B, the winner doesn't win the Big Ten championship. Yeah. I think that's locked in, I think, Florida State is likely going to be locked in, and the SEC winner is going to be locked in. I agree with which, all three of those statements. Which means we got a Pac-12 versus Texas, or Texas is just out of it for this last bit. The really important game that's going to decide a lot, and who everyone in the state of Texas who's a Texas fan should be rooting for, is Oregon State. Go Beavers! Go Beavers! Go Beavers. <laughs> Beavers host Washington this week are the favorites in the game, and by all means control everything related to Washington in the Pac-12. If they beat Washington and Oregon, they go to the Pac-12 championship. And then you might start talking about if they win that again over the other team, does a two-loss team get in? Say they win those three straight games. How are you going to tell them not to go to the playoff at that point? A two-loss team has never made it I in know, this format. I don't think a two-team ever will make it in this format. Yeah, well, it's going to be over pretty soon as well. But yeah. they control a lot because Alabama has to beat a bad Auburn team. They're going to do that. Florida State has to beat a bad Florida team. They're going to do that. Georgia has to beat Tennessee and Georgia Tech. It's just not the best look for Texas because they have the second hardest game this week, and then they have to go win their championship against the weakest team of all conference championships, apart from Wisconsin or Iowa. Yeah. yeah. You know. yeah. But still, either way, Texas is all of their resume comes from the regular season, which is why these games are so important to not only win, but get back to the point where we're saying Texas is a stronger team, a step ahead of everyone else they're playing. And it is, I mean, we're all in on the Beavers. Mm-hmm. We're locked yeah. in on the Beavers. Yeah. I, I do think if Oregon State beats Washington and loses to Oregon, I don't think it's as big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I think oh, if, yeah, yeah. I think if both teams are one and one going into the Pac-12 championship, I, I you know, I'm going to say that I do think, truthfully, based off the way this weekend happened, it is going to take a miracle for Texas to make it the college football playoff mm-hmm. this year. It is going to take some sort of implosion happening for Oklahoma to sneak back in into the Big 12 championship, and Texas will have to beat them by double digits. A lot has to happen for us to happen this year. I don't think it's going to go down. I think Texas is a New Year's Six team, which I'm, I'll take that. Sure. I'll take it. If we're, if we're the last team out, it'll be very frustrating at the time, but think about what we were saying in the offseason. Championships would be great, but let's 
get to a top five, six team in, in the nation. That's what they'd be if they win these last three games. Yep. They got to win them. You know, I, I went back and I checked. You know where I said we were going to be, be this season? Where? Number seven. Oh, Number seven? We're right Did there. Did you call I, that in the beginning? I said that in the very beginning of the season. I went back and I checked. I was like, oh. I've been on. Well, yeah. all things considered, they win two games. They're at worst number six because you probably drop whatever team. This, I think you're right. This might be the first team out. Yeah. We're the FTO or we're the second to last team and out. I just don't see a world where it's not for the five conference champions. It's just kind of how it's lining up. And yeah. the scenario I put out, which I'd love for you guys to, to talk about, is Florida State, the Big Ten winner, and then Washington undefeated. Mm-hmm. Who is out of SEC champion Bama, Big 12 champion Bama, Georgia losing that championship and whoever loses that Big Ten game losing. Who basically between Big 12 and SEC gets in, given that Texas already beaten Alabama? Dog. That's That might be a huge question coming in. Is if Bama beats Georgia and Washington's undefeated. I, I, I do think – I don't think Washington will finish the season undefeated. I will say that much. Okay. However, if – it comes down to this situation you're giving us right now, and Bama gets sent over UT. I'm calling bullshit on the entire committee. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that just proves you put no value into early season wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why schedule them? If that's the case, cancel our game against Michigan. Do what the SEC does and move to a four non conference team just filled with garbage teams like USF and stuff like that and Chattanooga. If this is the way that teams are going to evaluate, then do that. But when you look at strength of schedule, Texas has it better than Oregon and Bama. We should, hypothetically, if we're falling purely based off of numbers, do that. But they're putting a lot of value into performances, which I understand why they're doing it. But if you have to pick a one-loss Big 12 UT versus a one-loss SEC champ Bama, where's your logic? The only thing that hurts UT is the not being a good team in their conference championship is probably what. But I'd love to hear what you have to say, Carson. I would love to see UTOU and us kick the hell out of OU. <laughs> that's all I want to see, I honestly. See that's that the too. most ideal thing I think most people at UT want to see right now is mm-hmm. us regaining our stance there after OU beat us. Yeah. yeah, and I do think it helps Texas if they avenge their one loss. I mean, that's a little bit of it is the loss is bad against Oklahoma unless we beat Oklahoma again. So, yeah, I, 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 do, I do want that to happen. And I, I do think if that scenario I've put in plays out, UT gets in. I, I, I have confidence that I'd be nervous, but I have confidence that UT winning out three more. You've only lost one game all season. You beat Alabama. It's going to be hard to say no to that. It is. It can happen. And it's slippery slope, but I think, it can happen. I think if it's going to happen, I, I think it's going to be BYU. You think? Look, Oklahoma State's going to Houston this week. I, I, I've, got, I've got Houston losing that game. Yeah. But I do think BYU could beat this Oklahoma State Cowboys team. And if that happens, that will go ahead and put in UT versus OU. Yeah, because Kansas State plays Kansas anyway. Yep. So that could they, they're going to Kansas. That could just be a loss. It yeah. might be. Someone's going to implode that one. And someone's going to kill themselves. But <laughs> it's why we should have put OSU versus Oklahoma as the final game of the Big 12 season as well. But regardless, I think, I think Oklahoma will still sneak in. And I would, take, I would rather take beating Oklahoma over getting the CFP championship any day of the week. <laughs> If we're being real, all I want is us to beat Oklahoma this season. Valid. That's how I feel about wow. it. Are we ready to go into our last segment? I think we are, but also, uh, go Cougs. Yeah. Go Cougs. Go, go Beavers. Go, yeah, Beavers. go Beavers. Go Jayhawks. Go Jayhawks. Good. Never thought that sentence would be coming out of my mouth. I'm always in on the Jayhawks. Yeah, we're fine with it. Well, well you want to do it? Sure. 
Uh, guys, for our final segment, <laughs> uh, we do have, of course, have Carson with an E-N, not a Y-N. Shout out, Katie. Um, <laughs> we do have a little final segment for you guys as we are coming around to the Thanksgiving holidays. Gobble, gobble, if you will. <laughs> and we will be doing a tank draft. Now, the tank is a little love to Erica and Kelly. This is the athlete dining hall. It's where everybody wants to be. It's the place to be. It's very much a high school clique, as they've described it to us. I want to be there. Ellie, Kelly, and Erica, if you want to know what to give me for Christmas, it's only $20. You know, <laughs> I would love to be there. Uh, let's talk about that, guys. We will be doing a Thanksgiving table draft. So let's pretend you're picking people from the tank and one past UT alum. Who are the five people that are sitting with you at this dinner table? And so we are, are doing, doing it. Five extra or five including you? So, like, five people. Okay, gotcha. So you get five people. Not including yourself. So gotcha, it's six gotcha, people, gotcha. you know, that's one entree, four sides, one dessert, you know? Really? Four sides, one We've dessert. got it all figured out. So with that being said, it is a snake draft, and we actually already did this off to the side. We did a little wheel. Carson, you have the first pick. Colt Who? McCoy, you know this. Start with She's Colt starting McCoy. with the alumni. I am. I'm starting with Colt McCoy. She's starting mid, which I kind of like. I like my, that. My number one pick. <laughs> you know what? You're done. You're done. Might, might not be the most popular one. I'm going to start with Tavondre Sweat. <laughs> that was yeah. my second pick, oh. you freaking... He's, uh, he's hilarious. hilarious. I've already seen him at Chili's, and <laughs> I feel like he would be a fun person. He's a, he's a large guy. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Kind of mad at you right uh. now. <laughs> like, you took my second pick. Too good of a pick. See, yeah. the thing is... You want to do like sports alum, but there's also just so many more interesting people that you could get besides athletics. So I want like a little bit of a hybrid. So actually, for me, I'm gonna say John Ham. I'm gonna go with Owen Wilson. He literally. <laughs> do you want to tell them that I looked that up and I I was moving my curse around that like, oh my god, Owen Wilson. It's the perfect person well, to have at your Thanksgiving Wes table. Anderson's you too freaky. Your alumni. Yeah. Anyway. You Wes, know what? Wes Anderson's too freaky. He's gonna be trying to give my my child cigarettes. Owen Wilson will just be like. Yeah, man. He's just going to be making dad jokes the Cars whole time. Cars was awesome. <laughs> I don't know. He sounds like Steve-O right now, but yeah. I'll do Owen Wilson. He's also, he was filming at UT. We can talk about that. But also, I kind of want to hear about like, what was it like living with some of these people at UT? What was it like going to school? And also like, is Vince Vaughn an asshole? <laughs> I'm really no. curious to know he's that. Not, um, he's actually played poker with my mom. No way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hard not drop. to like. Hard <laughs> launch. Hard okay. launch. Um, no, but. Based off my mom's word, like he, apparently he's the coolest, most down to earth, chill oh, guy. Cool. Oh, yeah. Dodgeball. That's crazy. all right. Dodgeball. Good okay, movie. wedding crashers. <laughs> okay, wedding. Uh, snake draft. So I've got the number two pick. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the little cutie. That's what I usually have to sit at the kids' table. Maybe also put him at the kids' table this year. I'm gonna say Archibald. Aww. I'm gonna put Archibald at the you kids' just, table. I'm so done with the all <laughs> like my people, and I have to like recon redraft this in my head. Yeah, Archibald. Alrighty, Carson, back to you. <laughs> no, it's my pick. It's you. Yeah. It's oh yeah, you're right. It's Snake. It's Snake. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> I'm thinking for mine. I want to go basketball. I was thinking Timmy Allen for alumni, but that's like. It's not exciting enough. If he was still on the team, I'd pick him. Oh, are you taking Durant? I'm taking Dylan Mitchell. Oh. I had a class with that guy. Interesting. That is a goofball. I'm going for a full goofy table. It's got to match my energy. You are a goofy kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when you were at like, Thanksgiving, were you like kind of the kid that would like come and your parents would be like, oh, guys, listen to what Evan said. Because like, you're just like a little like, wise ass. You, well, like, I'm like say the something. youngest in my family, so they don't, I was just kind of the baby. You were the goofy kid. Yeah, I was the like, goofy kid. Yeah. yeah. My, my cherubic angel. <laughs> 
Thank you. Yeah, we were playing a game called Yeshi Club. We're not really strangers, and that's how I described my first impression of meeting him. <laughs> Cherubic. <laughs> and that's so specific <laughs> and is. so niche. All right. You know what? I'm going to so cliche right here, but this man can hunt. You know he can cook us up. He can go out, shoot a duck or a deer or something, cook it, and bring it to the table. Quinn Ewers. Yep. Yeah, the classic. Yeah. Go for quarterbacks. <laughs> no, I, I do got some QBs <laughs> at my table, but yeah, that man, that man can hunt. Okay. So I feel like that's a valid reason to have someone at your table. If they can yeah. cook, bring something. Okay. That's real. I like that. Pick. It goes back to you again, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Ooh, Rory Harmon. Oh, that's oh, good. Rory yeah. Harmon. That girl okay. has gonna, a biggest Roy, yeah. smile on her face the whole time she's playing. She just seems like a very lighthearted energy to bring to the table. I like that. She sat. She sat. She, shout out, I'm gonna give some love to Rory. <laughs> uh, when I was talking to her like three weeks ago, we were talking. I was like, yeah, like uh, we took Dolthorpe together, and you know, any like communication or sports person at UT knows who Dolthorpe is. is. Everyone knows who he is. Yeah, love him. Uh, the goat. Yeah, and uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, like I sat in front of you and Dolthorpe. She goes, oh yeah, like uh, yeah, I remember your flow now. I remember your hair flow. I was like, that's love. That's a, like that's the flow. biggest compliment I could have gotten. <laughs> but anyways, Evan. What you got? So I'm conflicted. I don't want to go football again. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I feel, like, I feel like I want to go to a different UT sport. You know, you got Rory. That's a good pick. I'm thinking I want to go baseball. Yeah, that's, I knew that's it. My, that's my love. That is yeah. your love. That is your love. I do love me some baseball. Um, but, you know, a lot of the guys are gone. I'm going to go with downtown Porter Brown. Downtown <laughs> Porter Brown. Uh, he's, he's, got some, he's got some good vibes. He's got those crazy eyes just staring into your soul. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, Fun interview, too. Our coaches fair game. Yeah, I'm following. Yeah, coaches. yeah. Let's, our our let's coaches go. fair I'm game. Both coaches. Okay, I'm gonna say Jared Elliott. Okay. The volleyball coach. <laughs> yeah. The volleyball yeah. Coach. He just seems like a really cool guy. Um, he just seems like he just gets it. So I'm gonna say Jared Elliott. I feel like he and Owen will kind of have like a little nice like back and forth. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good mole going on. You know, Archie's there. He's kind of comfy. Archie. Um, and then <laughs> for my next one. I don't. Mm, I don't know. This is like. Mm, I'll say Kelly. Yeah. We'll invite Kelly to we'll dinner. Invite yeah. Kelly. We'll invite yeah. Kelly. Kelly will be at the dinner table. No one's picking Erica. Sorry. <laughs> for, just I, for that comment, I don't. I haven't met well. Erica. I hope Erica kicks your ass. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know Erica. You're, you're the one who picks Kelly over her. She's Erica's at my table That's now. That's crazy. Okay. Erica's at my table now. I don't know you, girl. Love the podcast, but you're at my table just because they did It's that. confirmed Evan is an Erica hater, and we're going to start making this a There's thing. There's beef. There's beef. There's real beef. We're going to create, like, so fake beef just, for just the a, pod. Just let's give the pod. They created, they created their fan base name. I'm going to announce it because we can say it now because it'll have come what? out by now. Uh, we're called Guppies now. Guppies. <laughs> and I'm going to say Evan is not a guppy. Not a guppy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Evan, who's your seven? I'm debating one. So I got an alumni in the back pocket. And I'm debating which football player I want because I, I got two in my head. It's between X and Jade Baron. Ooh, okay. Because Jade's, Jade's a cool dude. Jade's very cool. I think we go. I think I'm gonna go X. You know, get get an offense a little bit on there. Xavier Worthy. He, he's a funny guy. He's an interesting one. Uh, I, I'm going for him. Stupid. Well, Carson, okay. you already you already got er, Erica. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you got Erica. Okay. And then she's got one more for your last pick. Lady Bird Johnson. <laughs> Dude. Can I ask why? Because <laughs> you just classic. 
Lady Beard Lake. We need some big name out here. There's like Renee Zellweger. Yeah, but Lady Bird Johnson. Matthew McConaughey. No, okay, yeah. At first, at first, I was looking at I was like, Matthew McConaughey. went to UT. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I was like, Matthew McConaughey would have been the perfect fifth person. Also, he would have been great on your list, too, with Owen Wilson. Yeah, but I feel like they McConaughey's, hit it off. I feel like McConaughey's too much of a basic answer. No, it is. And that's why I said Lady Bird Johnson. I thought that was funnier. <laughs> okay, I guess Lady Bird. <laughs> LBJ. Wow. All right. I, I I was debating. I was thinking McConaughey, but I actually think I have a better character. Kai Jones for my last pick as my Kai alumni. Jones. Isn't okay. I'm okay. That's that's a choice. Hornets legend Kai Jones. <laughs> okay, and then we have to look at each other's list at the end of it. But we have Erica, and then we've got Lady Bird. There's also <laughs> see. The name I of, wanted a random. Also it's, the name of our friend's cat. Lady, Lady Bird. Bird. Yeah. So Lady we, Bird. we all love Lady Bird. Let's see. I am going to go ahead and I need one more athlete. Oh, I do like the old idea of Jade, but... Look at volleyball. I need volleyball. No, because I've got Jared there. I'm going to say, and I would have taken Rory. Sorry. I've got... I love her. I feel like we need one more female athlete here, you know? I feel like... <laughs> with have, five dudes. Shay Holly, bro. Just to have like Shay Holly's have a someone beast. like she is, she is. I would pick her. I'm gonna say Lexi Misimo. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm gonna she's say Lexi. sick. Le- she's yeah. sick. Her awesome. The, like the greatest like soccer player to ever come out by the University of Texas. Like absolutely the goat of NCAA soccer. She's I a think goat. Lexi would be a super cool she's, one to talk she's to. She's nice girl too. She's really nice girl. Cool dad. Love her dad. Perfect. Well, well we I got five team, or three teams. Mm-hmm. So it is confirmed. Evan doesn't want Erica on his team. Um, I got you, girl. Crazy. I, I get none of the off the deep end. <laughs> can, can I pick Brandon instead for my last son? <laughs> can I take Brandon? <laughs> this is um, Katie. Go ahead and show that draft on our social media. Guys, go ahead and vote. Comment. Tell us who had the best draft. Who are the <laughs> most interesting you, people? Yours <laughs> wins. You're so... Mine's pretty good. Yours right wins. Here. Mine's good. Uh, Not sure about that. Mine's super game, niche. But. My third pick I really like because I have a friend that's the volleyball manager. So she's like, Jared's just so fascinating. I'm like, okay, I trust, I trust. Yeah, and I was like, I trust her. So yeah, um, we've got some niches. We've got some Tavandres. We've got a lot going on here. But so mad that freaking Evan took T-Sweat from me, bro. That was a great pick. So that was a great opening <sighs> pick. It all went downhill from there. T-Sweat, if you see this, no, I would have picked you. Downtown Porter Brown's a good one. Too. I like Porter Downtown Brown. Porter. I'm surprised you didn't take like Duplantier either, though. I could have seen you doing. Yeah, but I have to pick one of the two brothers, and that's just not fair. Yeah, I'm kind of mad at you for clowning on me about Colt McCoy, as if that's not a perfect pick for me. I picked Kai Jones, like Browns and UT, bro. He fits both my teams. I take Sam Ellinger over McCoy any day. You're a Sam Ellinger fan. I'm a big Sammy boy. I would take Casey Thompson before I took Colt McCoy. JK Colt. That that wasn't real, but (laughs) interesting. I think that's all we got today, guys. Right? Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's all we got. Yeah. I think. Well, Carson, how was your first forty? It was. It was a good time. Yeah. It was a fun talk. I kind of let y'all carry the lead, but I'm getting really excited to start a secret name. We're still working on it. I, want, I wanted to say, but <laughs> we do have a meeting about that right after this. Recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the works. I'm super excited to be brought on by JC and Evan. It was so nice to finally meet you, even though you were clowning on me. He was how He's I great. You, right? <laughs> Exactly yeah. how I described, or exactly yeah. how you described. Perfect. Him. But yeah, it's gonna be a great run. Um, thank you for having me on, both of y'all. This was great. Yeah, Evan. 
I'm just really glad that it didn't get brought up how short I look in this because <laughs> it's just like a little like stepping stool down here. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to make any jokes. No, that. say it. No. Tell the audience what you said because you always say cracks in it. So just say it. It's fine. Listen, you're just such a great person that the only thing I can make fun of is your height. So I was just saying, I now I know what it feels like to be JC when we're up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm 5'10", ladies. Anyway. <laughs> I'm 6'5". <laughs> it's true. I thought you were 6'8". Well. <laughs> Guys, we got to give some thanks, of course, to our team. Of course, Carson, thank you for joining us today. Of course, thank you for uh, having me. Looking forward to more uh, to more crossovers with the 4D in your show. Looking forward to doing a couple of really cool interviews with you throughout the next semester. Um, yeah, you fit, you fit right into the Evan JC mold, so we're pretty excited <laughs> about that. Um, with that being said, always going to give thank you. Big shout out to our team. Big shout out to Katie, our editor. Big shout out to Audi and 512 Media for always, of course, making this happen. Letting us do what we need to do. And of course, all love to uh, Evan's guest at Thanksgiving. Of course, Brandon. Uh, big thanks to our audio. Remember, guys, to always check out Populous and the rest of the 512 Media team. Follow us on socials at uh, 40 yard line podcast you can find me on instagram at j underscore compost 15 you can find evan on instagram at evan underscore v that's v-i-e-t-h carson you want to drop your social too carson van dyke k-a-r-s-e-n-v-a-n-d-y-k since no one knows how to spell my name right apparently Katie, yeah <laughs> and that both of y'all anyway. i only spelled it that way because he spelled it that way, I spelled it that way because katie spelled it that way so it's all she's that wrong yeah <laughs> Uh, but guys, like I said, thank you always for checking out The 40. Thank you always for your constant support. Remember to share with your friends. Remember to share to any Texas fans that you know. You know we love to talk sports, and you know we've got a lot coming on. We are now officially in the busy season because we've got basketball that we'll transition to right after football ends, and we've got a lot going on. We've got some pretty cool interviews that we're going to start doing over the yep. next few months too. Uh, with that being said, though, I'm going to go ahead and sign off for today. So for The 40-Yard Line, I'm JC. I'm Evan. I'm Carson. We'll talk to you all next week. Have a good one.